The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Yesterday was very much an angel show. So today is very much an angel show. Let's talk about Shohei Otani. Game one of a doubleheader throws a complete game, an efficient complete game. And then in game two, he hits a couple of dingers. And yes, I know that he suffered a bit of a cramp when he was rounding the bases for that second home run, mm-hmm. but all indications are that he will be just fine, that he will be out there later today in Toronto hitting Lucas Giolito on the bump for the Angels. We will talk about that game later in today's MLB card. But Joe, in terms of like some of the greatest doubleheader performances in Major League Baseball history, it is really, really hard to surpass what Otani did yesterday in Detroit. I'm not reacting to what occurred with the side, but yes, I, something I just can't escape. I couldn't believe he was out there for the ninth. Were you shocked? I, it's the first time he's ever pinched in the ninth inning. It is mm-hmm. so hot here in the Midwest. I mean, it's 95-96 here yesterday. Going to be the same thing today. Um, I assume it was about the same in Detroit. And, I mean, my God, Cubs-Cardinals, the heat down there last night, and they played at night. This was early in the day, in the middle of all the heat. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that he was out there. I was shocked that he went out there and threw 111. And then after doing that in the heat, that he goes back out there and he hits two homers and three at-bats. It was unbelievable. What do we always associate with Otani? Unbelievable. Uh, Something Mm -hmm. we'll never see again. You know, soak it all in. I know it's earlier in his career, but soak it all in. Anytime you have an opportunity, make sure you're watching because you never know what you're going to see. And then yesterday, something we talked about on the show with Otani being locked in for the rest of the season. Did you see what happened to the MVP odds? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It went from minus 800, minus 1,000 to minus 20,000 yesterday at most spots. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just that that one 
sliver of hope for those not backing Shohei Otani to win AL MVP was that he would get traded to a National League ball club, and then that would lead to all sorts of, you know, wacky conclusions as far as what MVP trophy he could conceivably win in that situation. Yeah, there was a whole lot of fine print and digging and investigation uh, from some betters as far as figuring out what that means. But now that he's an angel for the rest of the year, in all likelihood, that means that, yes, this race is absolutely positively over. He could not play the rest of this season, and the award is still wrapped up. How could anybody surpass what he's done in terms of, you know, hashtag narrative, the numbers catching up to him, whatever it is? I mean, yeah. this guy's pushing 40 home runs already, and we're not even in August yet. I mean, th- yep. this is remarkable. I mean, it- it's one of those things where when I was looking at, say, like my home run projections for Otani for this year, it was like, well, you know, could he win uh, the home run race? Maybe he's the best bet as far as that market is concerned. Well, there is reason to believe that, say, like two years ago, he kind of fell off a little bit in August and September. So that could give someone – uh, an opportunity to surpass him, but he hit two home runs yesterday. To me, that market may also well be wrapped up where Otani wow. is just going to continue to find his swing and continue to hit dingers. This to me could also be another area where it really is over. And if there's some place to back Otani in the markets, maybe it's the home run chase. And maybe that's the last thing that we can look at. Six home run lead over Matt Olson. Third on that list is Pete Alonzo and Luis Robert. Ten. The gap is ten between first and third. Six, first and second. So if he stays healthy, it's going to be tough to catch him. That could be another market that he's going to wrap up. Unreal. The Angels are very lucky that Ryan Horvath discovered Shohei Otani because without Horvath discovering him, yeah, he did make that statement yesterday. That's true. He discovered him. Um, but, But just as an Angels fan, you pay closer attention to this team more than any other one. In a 6 nothing game against the Tigers in late July, were you surprised to see him go out there for the ninth like I was? Not particularly. I, I think it was perhaps a, a little unprecedented. Uh, but at the same time, I know that the Angels are really trying to preserve that bullpen for as, as long as they possibly can. That that has been a big question mark here. And look, there may be some things behind the scenes that, that perhaps weren't brought up as far as, you know, overall availability. It's a double header. So who do you want out there for game two? I think there may have been other extenuating factors that led to Otani being out there in the ninth inning. But I also believe that at some point Otani is telling everybody, look, I want to have at least one complete game on my resume this year. And maybe they, this is the they best said opportunity that he, to do it. Yeah, he, he went up to the manager and said, I, I want to finish this. So I think that's probably the biggest reason, not like stretching him out at the bullpen. Yeah, right. And the second game. There was that looming as well, and you don't know how that's going to go with the starting pitcher, but that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest one if we bring in the human element. When Shohei Otani's walking up to you and, and saying, I want to finish this, what do you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who has more power no, in the organization? No, the no, 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 no. We got Shohei this. O- we got to close. No, hey, we, we'll be hey, fine. Hey, just eat. 
take a seat, Shohei. I'm the boss. No, that's not happening. Right. No. <laughs> right. No. So, no. realistically. And, and the truth is, it's not happening in most ball clubs. Like, what Otani wants, Otani's going to get. And it's it's worked out for the most part. Uh, let's talk about those who are getting traded. So, the Marlins are getting yeah. David Robertson from the Mets. So, the Marlins do uh, boost that bullpen. So, uh, good on them. And there are reports out there that the San Diego Padres are considering shopping around a couple of key arms, notably Blake Snell and Josh Hader. Now, even though you look at the markets right now and Padres are the favorites at minus 150 to retain Blake Snell's services after the trade deadline, at the same time, when you look at where the Padres are in the standings, there's several games back of the wild card. They're in a really, really tough division with the Dodgers and the Giants. And even though the Diamondbacks are falling off a little bit, they're still dangerous. You look at that, and there's not a whole lot of optimism for the rest of the season for the Padres. And so there may be ways for San Diego not to be outright sellers, like, say, getting rid of a Juan Soto, for instance. But... As every day passes, it sure as heck seems like that uh, Blake Snell or someone like that may not be around. And look, just because you may be a categorical buyer or a seller doesn't mean that you can't tweak or you can't buy and sell simultaneously. Like these categories are great for us to digest what's going on with individual ball clubs, but sometimes those categories are a little bit more nebulous, Joe. San Diego Padres continue to be the most intriguing team at the deadline. Nobody seems to know what they're going to do. And you just alluded to the John Heyman report yesterday that they are willing to listen on Soto. Why? Well, they're six and a half games back. That's part of it. And the other part is he's the dude of their star players that is not locked up. Tatis, Machado, locked up for a long, long time. They're not going anywhere. Soto's not. Controlled for another year and a half. So is this year gone? Do you just move on? Are you a believer that you're going to be in the mix in a year from now? What is really going to change? And if you, if you trade Snell, if you trade Hader at the deadline, is it worth keeping Soto for another year? If you're not going to be able to sign him after losing those arms, are you going to be competing in a year from now? I mean, all that is in the watch right now for the San Diego Padres, so I don't know what they're going to do. Here's what we do know. Snell, still a favorite to stick with the Padres. He's minus 150 to be on San Diego after the deadline. And then Hader, same price, minus 150. I, and you're on record saying that they're going to buy in some form or fashion. It might come down to the next few days. If they get to mm-hmm. – I mean – Six and a half. That's for the wild card. That's not the division. Six and a half for the wild card entering the final weekend before the deadline. Boy, I, I understand your stance and why they would do that. I just, I, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. I don't think that would be a smart move. I- 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus it may not, but philosophically, that's kind of where they are. They have all mm-hmm. these massive contracts that they have agreed to over the last year. And that's the approach. That's what they're doing. And I, I also am very hesitant to say, okay, well, because things went sideways for the first half of the season, that suddenly they need to just blow it up. And that is a really big message to send to the rest of your ball club that, okay, for those who are not getting these nine-figure salaries, these nine-figure contracts, all right, we're just going to blow it up and, and, you know, start from scratch for the most part. You know, yeah, you still have Tatis and guys like that. But still, though, that that isn't the message that they want to send. And it runs counter to the message that they've sent the rest of this ball club for the past year. It hasn't worked out. There are other things that they can do to prove that they're much that they are very much in it. And it's really hard to maintain those messages if you are sellers. And so that's why I think they're likelier to buy or stand pat or something like that. So I still believe that Blake Snell and Josh Hader remain in Padres uniforms uh, going forward. Not to mention that, you know, what are they actually going to get for them? Even though we are calling this a seller's market, to me, that suggests that there are other ball clubs who are in far deeper sellers that may get that much more for their star players uh, compared to say what the Padres may be getting. It's also interesting too, when you're looking at uh, the NL standings here, I mentioned earlier that the Chicago Cubs are on a winning streak right now. They're back to 500 baseball at 51 and 51, four games out of the last wild card spot. But if you look at Cody Bellinger's market, uh, the last time we talked about this, the Phillies were the favorites to acquire his services after the trade deadline. But now it is the Cubs to retain Bellinger at plus 150, all because of this winning streak and all because of his importance to this winning streak. Look at us, said Our teams. Our teams are the two hottest teams in baseball. Your Angels and my Cubs. And I've been saying, I don't think that they should be sellers. And now what have they done? They just keep on winning. I, I need a little room. We'll probably do it later to rip on the Cardinals and what they tried to pull last night. But now the Cubs have won <laughs> six straight. They've won eight of their last nine. And you mentioned Bellinger, a favorite to remain the Cubs, remain with the Cubs uh, just a couple of days ago. That was plus 350. Now he's plus 150. So what's the market telling us? Oh, boy, I'm buying into this streak. The Cubs are at the 500 mark for the first time since May. Uh, they're playing much, much better. And part of that, the Cardinals, they stink. The White Sox, they're god-awful this year. 
Uh, same movement with Stroman. The Cubs were not the favorite just a couple of days ago to be Stroman's team after the deadline. It was Houston at plus 425. And now it's Cubs plus 200. Big move there. Big move. They weren't even the favorite. Now they're the runaway favorite, plus 200, for Stroman to stay a, uh, a member of the Cubs. You don't ever want to overreact to that small, small sample size. But you look at it now, they're four games back from the wild card. Uh, they'd have to jump two teams, and one of them is not playing very well, Miami Marlins. And then there's also Arizona, Cincinnati. Are they starting to fade? Are, are, are they going to keep this run going, That the momentum that they did have building up? I'm not quite so sure. I don't trust the Phillies. How much do you believe in the Giants? There's an opportunity here for the Cubs. And I, I think they do stand pat. They stand pat, maybe add a little bit, but I don't think they're the sellers that many were predicting just one week ago. One of the tactics that I had betting into this market was to say, okay, the Dodgers want a pitcher. Who are they going to get? So why not just bet in on the Dodgers for a couple of different names to see what you can get there? Dodgers are plus 950 to get Justin Verlander. They are plus 650 to get Max Scherzer. Either, either, or the other, I think, is appropriate here. They don't have Noah Syndergaard anymore. There, there are still some injury questions with the starting rotation. The Dodgers need another powerful arm if they really are to knock off the Braves and win the NL pennant. And then what's the rumor yesterday? They're in discussions with the Cardinals for Arenado. Like, come on. Yep. Really? Come on. You need more of that? <laughs> you need Nolan Arenado uh, <laughs> added to that roster? Like, come on. But, yeah. No, you're right. And, and you've been on it all season long with the starting pitching and uh, what they're going to do. Eduardo Rodriguez, another name to keep an eye on. I'm surprised that he's still a favorite to go to the, to stick with Detroit at plus 350. We're hearing Texas, Tampa, Cincy, Philly, Arizona. There's it seems like there might be a bidding war by uh, come Tuesday for Rodriguez. Absolutely, and it's going to be too much for Detroit to pass up. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and the NFL world reacts to Sean Payton right here on the BetQL network.